Hey there, this is Chris Perry. I'm the commissioner for the Western Collegiate Hockey League, and this is episode 314 of the WCHL podcast. We're coming to you right after a huge weekend of WCHL play, and I have my trusty cohort, my sidekick, my companion, my instigator-in-chief, Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, are you there? I am here, ready to rock and roll. Ready to rock and roll. Let's get after it. Let's hear some crunchy guitars, and then let's talk about some uh, some gigantic games that happened this past weekend and the results and what that means for uh, for the future. Hold on. some old timey rock and roll we went back to the old intro there that was kind of nice i like it i like it Swedish nice crunch i like it the old swedish crunch right there nothing wrong oh, with that man a little omega a little alpha i dig it i dig it i dig it you mm-hmm. cannot go wrong with the great papa those guys those guys are awesome that's for sure that's for sure man well hey we had a great weekend of wchl play so we had to bring back some uh, so a gift from across the ocean, some Swedish rock and roll. So uh, that was pretty awesome. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right, Andrew, where do you want to start? We had a huge weekend of WCHL play. The Oklahomas were out in the desert at the Arizonas. The Ozarks were up with me in the mountains and playing the Colorado teams. And I know where your pom poms lie. Where do you want to start? <laughs> I think uh, you know. I think after the weekend, looking at the results and all that, I don't know. How we predicted it? I don't think we were too far off. Couple, <laughs> couple of wins and couple of wins and losses kind of went the other direction of on a couple of games, but overall, I think uh, I think everybody was pretty close in what they were thinking going into this thing. There you go. That's right. We had predictions from uh, from Andrew and Cam the Ram. Um, let's so let's say let's start out in the desert because I know that's where your heart lies with uh, with the Oklahoma teams out there. There you go. On Thursday night, the Sooners were in Tucson, and they took on the uh, Wildcats of the University of Arizona. And meanwhile, 100 miles to the north, uh, the UCO Broncos were up in Tempe at super cold Oceanside Ice, taking on the Arizona State Sun Devils. That was Thursday night, and up in Tempe, the result was kind of as expected. UCO just rolled over uh, ASU 4-1. to one. Yeah, I Did figured that watch was... Any of that? I did not watch any of the games. The uh, I thought the sure. I thought the four to one UCO. I thought that was probably you know a little closer than what I was expecting. I figured they'd go in and hang five or six or seven on them. Um, yeah, just knowing those guys and the way they've been, the way they've had things rolling here of late, I figured they'd go in and just steamroll Arizona State. But well, yeah, they jumped out to yeah they jumped out to a three to nothing lead in the first period, and then after that just kind of. Just put it on cruise control. And, and give yeah. ASU credit. They've got a pretty good little goaltender there, Bronson Moore, uh, who was in net. And so, you know, he, he kept it from being a huge blowout. But yeah, yeah. You yeah. gotta, yeah, definitely gotta definitely gotta finish against them, that's for sure. There you go. It's kind of like those football games here over the weekend. The UCO got up big and then uh tried to do some clock management and just ride it out. Yep. Yeah. The uh and then our and then kind of uh, you know, I'd like to say I'd I thought the boys were going to win going in uh, to Arizona there on Thursday night, but yeah. with the goaltending um, suspension and all that, I 
kind of kind of the expected result. I'll probably catch some flack for that tomorrow for for throwing that out there, but kind of figured that it would be a Arizona victory, but a little bit a little bit further out than what I was expecting. I was expecting a one goal game probably, but uh I know those guys what they do score two goals on the first three shots. Um, something the, like that. It was a five off. to two Arizona win and it wasn't even that close. Yeah, it was. So I've, I've, I've talked to Joshford briefly um, this afternoon. He was in stop by the rink for just a minute. And then I talked to a couple other guys that watched the games and all that. And they said that, said that the competition level was there. Um, both teams were pretty level. The, uh, just that, um, two goals on three shots, just kind of, kind of set the pace for the evening for the night, you know? Uh, that would kind of be tough. Yep. Yeah. Kind of, kind of takes the wind out of your sails right off the bat there. Right. When you, you're yep. looking at a two goal deficit, just boom, right off the, right off the puck drop. So Oklahoma goaltender, uh, Phil Babb, their number one goalie was suspended because of his actions at the, in the last game of the fall 2018 semester. And so they had, uh, they threw, was it, it was Brendan Manquin in that, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. And um, so the Sooners had to ride uh, Manquin, and um, Arizona uh, put in their backup, Nolan Bivolchik, in that. And uh, but they kept, well, they just kept the the kids coming. Uh, Anthony Cusinelli, number fifteen, and Bailey Marshall, number eleven, and they kept just it coming. It on. Yep, nothing, nothing wrong with that, right? You gotta show. Up. You gotta be ready. So. Gotta be ready. Gotta be ready. So yep. So that was Thursday night. Oklahoma takes a five to two loss. Arizona picks up three points. UCO picks up three points, and then uh, everybody switches places. UCO yep. went down to Tucson for two. Oklahoma went up to Tempe for two. And uh, since since you're the Oklahoma fan here, we'll uh, we'll start <laughs> up there in Tempe on Friday night. Would would come on Friday night? Oklahoma is up four to two late, right in the in the third period in the. Give up, you know, give Arizona State credit. They fought back. They tied the game, put it into overtime. They had – both teams had wonderful chances in overtime. And Oklahoma ends up winning that game 5-4 to four in a shootout. Paola there. D'Souza gets the winning yep. goal in the shootout yep. for the second, Sooners. Second game of the year, and he gets the game winner. The uh, yep. I don't think that's just a classic case. So you you got to finish your business, right? You're up. They were up 4-1 and then 4-2 to two late. And, you know, you got to play 60 minutes of hockey in this league. And uh, they let them. They let Arizona State back in it, and uh, almost gave one away. And I think we were. I think we talked about that last week, right? You gotta win the ones that you're supposed to, and and maybe sneak out a couple that you're not supposed to, right? And uh, that's right. I would definitely chalk that up as uh, one that OU should have definitely won, and they almost almost gave it away. So, but. They they found a way to found a way to pull it out. So good for those guys. Well, to Arizona State's credit, you know they came back and uh, they they competed for the sixty minutes or sixty five minutes, if you were right. Um, and heck, they had some beautiful chances. Both teams had beautiful chances in overtime, it's, but uh, uh, just couldn't. Yes, uh, you couldn't get it done there in overtime. And like I said, they had uh, went to a shootout. Oklahoma's first shooter, um, I believe, it was number eighteen, Clayton Brown. He missed, and then. Um, all three Arizona State shooters uh, missed. The second uh, Oklahoma shooter, Paula D'Souza, comes in and puts the game away. And uh, that was all she wrote. 5-4, Oklahoma walks out there with a victory. There you go. And then the next night, Saturday in Oceanside, it was um, it was a 4-2 to Oklahoma victory. Yep, 4-2. Yep. The uh, boys 
I think they'll, I think they'll be all right. They've uh, made some personnel moves and changes and all that. So, oh really? Couple games, got a couple games yet. Got a couple. Luke White is uh, moved back to defense now, playing playing on the backside. Yeah. Um. So then, of course, they've got uh, who is it? Zach Pard and Paulo D'Souza back in the lineup. So a couple, couple of different personnel looks out there. So, you know, the uh, first set of games this weekend. So a little bit of getting used to for everybody. So by the Saturday night, they, they had it rolling and uh, took care of business four to two. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Well, well you're not going to have much more to talk about this since we got through all, all three of the, uh, the Oklahoma games and the first four games we talked about. I'm, I'm done. So you can all right, talk to see you later, now. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> well down in uh so the at the other part of that travel partner pair it was uh huge 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 games in terms of the wchl because it was number nine arizona hosting number 10 central oklahoma down at tucson friday night at the tcc was a five to two uco win and then the uh flip side of that on saturday was a one to nothing Arizona victory. So Arizona and UCO tied at the top of the WCHL end up splitting games with one another. Uh, how about that? So heavy hitting, you know, heavy hitting. I'll tell you this, and I know that you didn't watch those games because you're neither one of those two, two teams was Oklahoma and you didn't watch anything that doesn't involve <laughs> Oklahoma. But um, the uh, I got I got to see a little bit of the Friday night game. And that was a, uh, it was a, uh, Arizona scored the first two goals of the game and then UCO scored the next five. Um, and UCO just was pouring it on. When I got a hold of the game, it was already three to two. Um, when I watched it live, I watched most of it back on the replay and UCO was just flying and was just hammering away at the puck. And, you know, one of the things that UCO does very, very well is they, they bring they rush the puck down on the wing and they cross the puck. It's very much like soccer. They cross the puck into the crease or into the space right in front of the crease, and they always have a guy flash into the flash into the net right. to redirect the puck into the net. And their fourth goal was of the evening was just like that. Um, you know the guy. You think the guy's coming down on the left side of the boards and he's just you know throwing the puck anywhere close to the net to see if anything can happen. And out of nowhere comes number 14, Austin Cunningham, to just put the stick out, redirect it into the net, and, you know, boom, you're done. You know, it's uh, before you know it, you know, the puck's behind you, and UCO is celebrating. And that was, it was just, yeah, they, it was yeah, nonstop. If, if, you, UCO yeah, was just, if you watch those guys, there's not part a... That I saw on Friday, UCO was just pouring it on. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at those guys and watch them play, there's not a complicated breakout there, right? It's just... Uh, they go north south fast and uh they try to catch you and a lot of odd man rushes and stuff like that like what you said a lot of a lot of cross the crease passing and make you make you really think about what you're doing that's right and they work the they work the defense hard they make the defense turn their backs to the uh to the puck and you know go chase whether it's to go chase the puck and get it out deep and uh, then they get pressure and they make bad decisions or uh, they just they skate right by you. They're so friggin' fast. And uh, so I, got, I really got a kick out of Friday night listening to the uh, Arizona coach, Chad Berman, on his postgame show, both at Center Ice and also at the uh, interview that he does in his office afterwards, the little media availability. He just laid it out there on the line and just said, we did X, Y, Z, all terrible. And, you know, that team on the other side, 
they did everything the right way. And, you know, luckily we get to come back tomorrow and I'm going to challenge my team. And uh, sure enough, it, whatever yep, Coach Berman sure did, enough. it worked because yep, his, his team challenge worked. And got a one to nothing win over UCO. How about, yep. How about that? Pretty good. But, uh, and once again, I think it was Anthony Cusinelli that got the, uh, got the, the, the only goal of the Saturday game. UCO was pouring it on UCO. The, the part I didn't, I could see bits and pieces of the Saturday game, but, um, UCO just, uh, was, was taking control of the game. And then wouldn't you know it, there was a fight. Yeah. I was the second say. period right in front of the UCO bench. It was number 23 for Arizona, uh, Charlie James and number 20 for, uh, central Oklahoma, Spencer Paratalo. A defenseman and they both threw and they threw down heavily and they both got kicked out of the game and i would say that's probably a fair trade or winning trade for uh, arizona because peritalo is a pretty damn good defenseman yeah and I'm not saying that charlie james isn't worth anything because he's he's a good player but um no he's a, he's a role player he gets out there and hits and grinds and makes you think but uh so I, i'd say arizona won on that trade and losing uh peritalo for uh for james and then uh, it seemed, but it seemed as if uh, the the fight really motivated Arizona, and uh, you know it. Uh, they 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 played well. They for the rest of the way, and it um, you know they they survived. But it wasn't so much a, a survival as you know they they gave as good as they got for the rest of the game. I guess is what I'm trying to say. The uh, yeah, I was gonna say they were both Friday and Saturday night were were pretty rough games. And, yeah, and that at the end of the game, it, kind of, it had the potential to really turn ugly because UCO had pulled the goaltender to get an extra attacker on the ice, and UCO was just pouring it on, just trying to get anything. You know how it goes when you're one to nothing game, you're down yep. by a goal, yep. you're, you're you're desperate, you're doing anything to throw, uh, every, throw everything, including the kitchen sink at him, right? Yep. And then the final buzzer goes off, and then what happens? Yep. I, that's what I heard that there was a big scrum after the thing. Yep, Arizona comes pouring off the bench to celebrate. Meanwhile, there's 21 Arizona guys surrounding six UCO guys, and you know UCO is not a bunch of angels. So uh, <laughs> yeah, my, you know, uh, it, it it had the potential to get really ugly. And credit to both coaches. I mean, Coach McAllister kept his team on the bench for the most part, um, and uh, Coach Berman got out there on the ice and was getting his his guys away from the. UCO guys. Yep. Uh, so it uh, had the potential to get really ugly, really ugly, uh, really quick. I was I was going through the all the stats and the all the all the nerdy stuff this afternoon and uh or yeah, the the not so much angels as you referred to them in UCO are sitting second in the ACHA and PIMS with six hundred and sixty through twenty five games. Oh, oh. <laughs> who's yeah, do them who, who's first? Uh, Kinesius is first at 684. <laughs> Kinesius? That's a good Catholic school. What are you talking yeah, about? Good, yeah, good Catholic boys up there. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> and then uh, Arkansas is sitting right there in third place in the entire ACHA at like 618 or something like that, no if way. I remember right. Wow. Uh, yeah, so yeah, your, your Saints from UCO at sitting second in the entire league with 660 PIMS. How about that? Well, Hey, it's it's a credit to um, you know. I don't think that's something that Coach McAllister teaches, and I don't think that's something <laughs> that he's very proud of. But it's a credit to the talent level that they have. 
that they're as ranked as high as they have, that they win as many games as they have, despite giving up all the penalty minutes that yeah, they do. Yeah, the, yeah, just the lack of discipline at times, right? Yeah, if they can dial back that discipline, and they tend to, especially when it comes down to Nationals time, if they can dial that down, um, you know, they could they could really be scary. Yeah. So, all right. So, hey, that's that's the Oklahomas at the Arizonas. Oklahoma goes one, one, and one on the weekend, earn five points. Arizona and and UCO both go two and one on the weekend, earn six yep. points. And ASU goes oh two and one. They bag a point out of nine games. So, kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. I was hoping for some separation, but it didn't happen. Nope. Still, still, still deadlocked at the top there. So they call it squeaky bum time. Still squeaky yep. bum time. I was up there at the uh, in the mountains uh, with the uh, Colorado teams for the Ozarks when they came to town. Arkansas on Thursday night was at Boulder at the CU Rec Center to take on the Buffs. Now, Missouri now State was up in the fort taking on the Rams at uh, Epic. Now, oh. I, think I, am, I think I am going to start saying that there might be some homerism going on here. The uh, seems like the commissioner. Makes a lot of trips to Colorado for league weekends. I'm just—I don't know if any of the other listeners out there have noticed that, but uh, but I've noticed that the commissioner makes a lot of trips to Colorado for league weekends. So a lot of trips, huh? I'm calling—I'm calling homerism here right now. I'm laying it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The commissioner has made uh, two trips to to <laughs> to the Colorados out of the three weekends. Yes, admitted. Mm-hmm. I do not have my my license, my my medical marijuana license, uh, nor do I have my recreational marijuana license. So I'm not going up there to enjoy the uh, the uh, uh, the edibles or the, anything else. Yeah, the leniency <laughs> that Colorado allows, but uh, yeah, I don't think there's any secret. I have a little ram that uh, goes to school up there, and um, it was time to bring her happy little butt back to school. And I figured, well, what the heck. Might as well knock go. out some games too. So, yep. uh, but uh, so, so yeah. In fact, uh, myself and my little Ram, we uh, we were down in Boulder. Uh, we got to see a five to two Colorado win over Arkansas on Thursday night. We did not go to the fort. We did not see the five to two Missouri State win up there at CSU. There so I have I have nothing to report on the Fort Collins game. The uh, so. I think we talked, what, what was the last podcast we did in December and kind of what our expectations were for this uh, second half of the hockey season and all that. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I said, watch out for Colorado, right? Well, I'm sure you did. If I you're bringing I, it up now, I'm sure you did then. Yeah, I think I, I think I did. I said, I think. Go ahead and give yourself for, credit. Yeah, you know, just watch out for those guys. And I said, they're going to get it turned around at some point and figure things out. And, and uh, this may have been a big weekend for those guys. I tell you what, um, like I said, I, I was at Boulder, got to see Arkansas at, at CU. It was um, it was tight for the first, uh, uh, I don't know, first 10, 15 minutes. But Colorado has a line, 10, 13, and 14. It's uh, Trace Javelin, uh, Doyle, and Luke Carter. And I'm sorry, Doyle, Mr. Doyle, I, I forget. I forget your son's first name because there was another Doyle. His older brother played there at CU too. I don't know if it's Chris okay, or Alex, yeah. but I think it's Chris. But uh, man, that that ten, thirteen, fourteen line can fly. Just, just produce, yeah. And the, it was it was tough. Arkansas hung tough. Brock Thompson was in goal for for the Razorbacks, and he hung tough. 
Good little um, city and, and the first two goals were scored by, I think they were scored by Trace Javelin. And it was, um, they were, they were t- the types of grindy, greasy goals where, you know, a lot of garbage, you know, a shot comes in from, from, you know, between the circles, the goaltender makes the first save. He makes the second save on the rebound, but the puck is just lying there. Yeah. And Javelin dove for it both times and just poked it in with a stick, but literally he ends up on his face afterwards. So it's one of those effort type things. Yeah. Just a gut effort. Did it in the first, did it in the second. And um, he had a sweet, sweet, sweet wraparound goal in the third period. Um, number four, Robinson, a defenseman for Colorado, had a floater from the blue line. It was probably the only soft goal of the night that um, that Brock Thompson let in. He just he went down and the puck, you know, was just floating, went right in under the crossbar. But uh, it was it was a dominating performance from CU. CU's defense, I mean, CU's uh, uh, forwards were just flying and getting around the Arkansas defenseman and. Uh, and I think, you know, to, to Arkansas's credit, I mean, they, they knew it. They fought back. They, they scored two goals, both of them on the power play. They didn't take any, uh, any crap off of, uh, off, of the, off of the buffs. So, I mean, they gave, uh, they gave them a hard time. In fact, right at the very end, there was a poor kid that uh, for Arkansas, number 11, uh, Gottlieb, um, it was 1.5 seconds left, and the kid takes a, like a cross-checking call, and then he – didn't give uh, someone a head contact major and then he, and he got a DQ and I thought, Oh my God, with one second left in the game, pal, you just knocked yourself out of the weekend. How about that? Yeah. You're already down. You're already short defenseman. And yeah, then, uh, he so, went and did that. Yeah. Just, just goes to show that kids are still, you know, not kids. thinking, but um, yep. yeah. Kids will be kids, right? Yep. So that was Thursday night. It was a good game. Uh, you know who else was really impressive? Uh, number seven, Kyle. I think his name is Kyle. Kyle. The last name is Cagnoni. C A G O N O N I. Number he seven. Here. He he played here for the Junior Blazers for season half a season. Did he? Somewhere along in there. Yeah. Played. Uh, yeah. Played for Tyler. The third okay. year of the Blazers' existence, I believe. Tell you what, that kid was flying. He. I don't know if he got a point on the night. But he was a, like a pinball everywhere. He was flying all, all around the uh, the Arkansas defense, flying through all their forwards. He was just cutting them, cutting them up like you know uh, a knife through butter. Yep. And he was hitting anything and everything that moved. Yep. Yep. It was, uh, and I know he's on a line. I, I forget his line mates. Um, so I apologize to to those two guys. But uh, number seven was just all over the damn place. And yep. so he's when a- the when the, when the 10, 13, 14 line goes off and here comes number seven, it's like, holy, you know, there's, it, it just comes at you in waves. In waves. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say he's so, a pretty impressive so him, him and his older brother, uh, Ryan Cagnoni played for Tyler here with the junior blazers. Well, maybe couple, it's Ryan. I, I forget. Seasons ago. Yeah. yeah I, yeah, I Ryan, forget which Ryan Cagnoni and, it is. It's up there, but yeah, it was Ryan and, and Kyle Cagnoni. And I think Ryan was the older of the two. Okay. Um, yeah. Good, good hockey, good hockey players. Um, their dad, I believe, actually runs one of the rinks there in the Colorado Denver area, and uh, yeah, there's a couple couple local boys that look, look at you Colorado. breaking out the knowledge. Ah, I see. I, I, I got I got a wealth of knowledge here. <laughs> Bringing something to the table, I like it. Well, that was Thursday night. 
Friday night and Saturday, uh, the, all the traveling partners changed off. Missouri State came, comes down to Boulder. I can't even speak. Well, yuck. Missouri State it, goes all the way down, down to Boulder. To Boulder. <laughs> yep, to play at the rec center. And Arkansas heads up to the fort to take on uh, Colorado State for two. Um, all right, let's let's start with um, well, let's start with with uh, uh, there in Colorado, Missouri State. And that was a four to nothing Colorado win, and, and that was just once again it was dominance. Um, yeah. Missouri State, they fought hard, they played hard, but it was all Colorado for the, for the, yeah. for the most part. Um, uh, uh, Jake Cerullo was in net for the Buffs. He was in net for all three games this weekend for the Buffs. Did a great job of, uh, of you know, keeping things out. He played out of his mind. He played very, very well. In fact, we might have him on here pretty soon on the WCHL podcast. We'll talk about him in a little bit, or not him so much, but his dad. But, um, uh, you know, he stopped everything Missouri State threw at him. Missouri State's, you know, they're, they're hurt. They're missing some yeah. guys. Uh, obviously, Andrew Kovacic is, was a huge loss for them. He graduated in December. And um, so he's no longer with them. And then they're still without Josh Bell. They're without a couple of other kids uh, who make a difference. Make a difference, yeah. Uh, but I think. You know, I think uh, to without trying to sound like we're just ringing Colorado's bell here, you know, I think this is overall this weekend. I think you could see that Colorado just took care of business, knew what they had to do, and came in and performed and executed the game plan. And and uh, I think this is going to be a huge weekend at the, when we look back at it um, for Colorado. I think this is going to be a turning point for those boys. Oh, could be, could be, could be the next night in uh, in, in Boulder. Missouri State um, actually scored a couple of goals. They made it tight at the end. It was three to nothing Colorado, and um, Missouri State fought back, made it three to two. They couldn't get the equalizer, but uh, so oh. Colorado ends up going. They, they won the weekend. They won all three games. Uh, they beat uh, Arkansas five two, and then they beat Missouri State four nothing and three two. So how about uh, their how about their game Saturday night? I had to do a double check on the uh, score sheet when I was looking at it this afternoon. Yeah, the shots were sixteen fifteen. According to the according to the game sheet, yeah. Well, maybe they were smoking some of that wacky weed up there. I was like, "Holy moly, sixteen fifteen like that!" Just not seeing the game, I was just that immediately stuck in me. Like, that would sound like a defensive struggle right there to me. Yeah, I was you know, not at that game, two. so uh, yeah, I couldn't couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell yeah, you. That was that was just my initial thought was, "Oh, sixteen fifteen, what a what a defensive struggle that was." <laughs> Well, and then um, uh, the the counterparts were up at uh, in the fort in at uh, Fort Collins. Colorado State hosted Arkansas on Friday and Saturday, and both of those turned out to be Arkansas wins. Arkansas beat the uh, Rams four to two on Friday night and three to two on Saturday. I wasn't there at the Friday night game, but I was there at the Saturday night game, and it was uh, you know it was it was a little bit more exciting than um, than yeah, uh, a little rough, right? Oh, it got very rough. It got, <laughs> it got it got very rough. You know, it's it's rough anyways because these these are two two teams that are you know struggling. They're at the bottom of the yeah. WCHL standings. Well, and if, and if you look at it, I would consider them a lot. They're made up a lot alike, right? The, well, uh, they definitely are because they have they have one or two very good players, very good skill players, and then the rest of them are um, grinders, you know, work hard, a bunch of hard yep. workers. Yep, yep, just workhorses. Um, yep, a lot, a lot of role players on the on the team. Uh, Colorado State, just like uh, uh, Missouri State lost um, Kovacic to graduation in December, Colorado State lost a, a high-scoring power forward 
in terms of uh, Austin Anse. He graduated and uh, apparently he's taken a job in Denver. So uh, good luck to Austin, but CSU misses his production on the ice. And they relied mostly on uh, number 28, Kyle Riley, who was on our podcast last year. And um, Kyle is just, he, he, he's a man among boys um, at times when he's out there on the ice. He just commands. He, 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 he knows what to do with the puck. He knows how to protect the puck. He knows you know, where to throw it in front of the net. Um, you know, he's just, he's trying to get some of his, uh, some of his teammates there. And, uh, he's, he's, he's just a big, he's, he's a, just a big presence on the ice, a physical presence on the ice, but, uh, boy, he's, he's a player for CSU. He just couldn't get it done on uh, Saturday, yep. on either night, Friday or Saturday. Yep. Sometimes you, sometimes you gotta have some help, right? Yep. Luke, Luke Gratisar was, uh, Number eighty-eight for Arkansas. He's he's from the Colorado area, and his parents were in the stands. Uh, at least when I saw them on Thursday and Saturday, and uh, uh, he he uh, got things rolling with a uh, with a beautiful kind of an end-to-end goal uh, that he scored on uh, Saturday night. I believe he also got the uh, the, the third goal, the game winner, and uh, uh, it was kind of funny. Um, the, the Colorado state coach, a fellow by the name of Joel Weeks, he's kind of a gambler, you know, I, I, yeah. I kind of, I kind of get a kick out of it. Um, they were down three to one late in the third period with about, oh, I don't know, three minutes to go. Um, he ends up calling timeout and he pulls his goaltender with three minutes to go in the game. And you're like, what is going on? And he, <laughs> yeah. he gets another goal. You know, it comes, you know, it's another minute. You know, Arkansas, meanwhile, has just taken free pot shots down to uh, an empty yeah. net. And, you know, they're missing. Icing after icing, yeah. Icing after icing. And next thing you know, Colorado State pops it into the net. And there you all go. of a sudden, a three to one game that had the potential to be four to one is now three to two. And you're like, woohoo, yeah. here we go. How about that? I like his, I like his style. And then he doesn't put out the uh, – he does not on the ensuing faceoff at center ice after the goal. He doesn't put his goaltender back out there. He just rolls with six again. And so they had another chance to score again to try to tie it up. Hey, it didn't I, happen, but uh, it's kind of fun. You know, he's – I like his style. He's like, yeah, we got nothing to lose. Let's go for it. And they went for hey, it, and they, they almost got it. At, at the end of the day, they don't ask how many you lost by. They just ask if you lost, right? There you go. What, what, what do they, they say? Don't ask how. Just ask, yeah. Yep. They uh, yeah. They don't. They don't ask why. They don't ask if you lost by one or by ten. They just ask if you lost, right? You win so, or lose. Yep. 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 Not so like on the style. weekend. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of kind of wild. So uh, on the on the weekend, uh, Colorado goes three and zero on the weekend. They get all nine points. Arkansas goes two and one on the weekend. They get six points. Missouri State goes one and two on the weekend. They bag three points, and CSU goes over the weekend, and they pull up zero points. So what that does for us in the WCHL in our standings, what that means is we still have a tie at first place between Arizona and UCO. Both of those two schools have thirty nine points. I was kind of hoping that um, you know, with two games head to head, that we'd get some separation there, one way or the Nothing. other. <laughs> and instead, we get the exact opposite. Well, if anything, they screwed the t- they they screwed things down a little tighter. That's right. That's right. Things are still yeah. there's what five games left. Five conference games remaining. That's right. Five we have conference a, a games. Yep. Big weekend in two weeks. 
um, with the Colorados going out to the Arizonas and the Oklahomas heading up to the Ozarks and then the uh, intrastate or the in, you know, the intrastate games, the, the travel partner rivalries. Yep. But uh, yeah, so Arizona and UCO after 18, no, after 17 games are still tied at 39 points. I think if it oh. comes down to the tiebreaker, if things were to stay, Arizona would have the tiebreaker over CEO, over UCO because they have more league victories. They have, I think they have one more win in regulation than UCO does. Than, than UCO. Uh, but, and I um, think I remember uh, beginning of the season, somebody uh, had Arizona at the top of the board. You know, we're going to rename this. We're going to rename this episode of the podcast was. Andrew's Redemption. I don't know. I don't know who that was. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it may have come from a certain laundry room, though. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> certain laundry room. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Arizona and UCO tied at the top with 39 points. Oklahoma going uh, one, one, and one on the weekend is uh, pulls away into third place with 32 points. Missouri State is in fourth place with 30 points. Colorado going three and zero on the weekend jumps all the way up to fifth place. They have 25 points. Arkansas moves from 8th to 6th place with 15 points. ASU is in 7th uh, with 13. Uh, I'm sorry, 13 points. And then Colorado State rounds out the WCHL standings with 11 points. So, uh, yeah, I'd say, you know, on the weekend, I would think that uh, both Arizona and UCO have to be pleased but kind of bittersweet, disappointed. Bittersweet, yeah. Left a, left a little bit on the table, right? Left a little bit on the table. I think Colorado's got to be fat, dumb, and happy. Yes. And yeah. I gotta believe that uh I gotta believe that Arkansas is pretty happy with how they Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was around. gonna say I think uh when we were talking last week, I think what did we say Arkansas and CSU were gonna be lucky to win one if they did. Well you you said so, that, I believe, but uh Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Very with nice. Arkansas going two and one on the weekend, yeah, good for those guys, right? Good for those guys. Yeah, hey, it's good to see them get success. Andrew follows their coach up there. He's uh He's 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 a good guy. He's he's a real good guy. I, I enjoy Andrew. Not to say that Coach Galini wasn't, because uh, I I think the world of Coach Galini, uh, a peer in a in a not only that but a friend, and uh, but uh, yeah, they're, Arkansas is playing well for for Andrew. So uh, there you go. Plus, I'm, I'm sure you would say he's got a great first name. Well, he does. I mean, he's got that going for him. Pretty solid right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey Andrew, let's uh, let's listen to some uh, funky intermission music. And oh, then when we come Hamilton back, we'll talk again. about the, what's that? You're going you're gonna to throw Hamilton at us again. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Do you want, I can. Do you want me to? <laughs> For all of us here, you can keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Little intermission music from Money Python. Hold on. let's do that hockey all right andrew that was definitely not hamilton you know what's the uh, what's the other song you used to get in trouble for all the time when uh when old man Bergie would would yell at you and it was 
was it um sunshine and lollipops or sunshine and rainbows what was that <laughs> yeah sunshine well, lollipops and rainbows yes that's right, yeah yeah so, uh, you know i used to play when I was the crappy music man for, for Oklahoma years and years and years ago, he, the coach Berge, Mark Berge, who is the father of current OU head coach Josh Berge, used to give me a hard time about always being so negative. And, you know, he, he was Mr. Glass half full and I was Mr. Glass half empty. And he was, I, I love the heck out of Mark. He's, he's, a, he's a great guy. We always had fun together. That, that was probably my most fun year that yeah. we ever had uh, just because of, you know, us doing what we do. Yeah. But he was stupid so much crap. So after every, after every single uh, warm up at home, once it concluded, I would play two songs. The first was the song Oklahoma from, uh, from the play, the Rogers and Hammerstein play. And yeah. then I would play sunshine lollipops and rainbows. But I think it was, I don't know if it was Doris day or whoever it was. Yeah. But it was all about positivity and, you know, everything is good and candy canes and rainbows and, you know, cotton candy and just positivity. And, oh, yep. he hated that song. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I'm only playing it for you, pal. <laughs> and, and, I, and I remember, too, what was the other one that we played late in our uh, music playing career? Um, from the Slapshot movie in the bus. Uh, oh, yeah, Florence. moving right along. Whatever. Yeah. Who was that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who's saying that? They, uh, we thought going into it that we were going to get grief from everybody in the building. And they loved it. I remember, remember the first time we played it, yeah, everybody's sitting there dancing and, and yeah, getting into it. And I was like, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> I, I don't think... This is not what we expected. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we thought the... Uh... The fans would know anything about it, but it was the it was the boys on the ice that loved that. Oh boy! Yeah, Lord. and the referees. I remember the refs coming over and saying, "Yes, you got to play that some more. You got to do that again." Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yep. All right, I just that. looked it up. "Sunshine, Lollipops, and Rainbows" by Leslie Gore. Oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah, I'm not let me say that, that I can hear it playing again. in my head right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, we've got some. Uh, speaking of sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows coming up this weekend, we've got some huge, huge. Uh, uh, out of conference WCHL games, Missouri State plays three games this weekend. They host number one Lindenwood on Thursday night at the Jordan Valley Ice Park, and then they take on their in-state rival, Division Two Missouri, on Friday and Saturday night. So those games won't count for anything but a gigantic gate yep. and uh, two wins and stats that maybe it'll be stat night. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a they've got a tough one on Thursday there with yeah, Lindenwood Thurs coming to town. Thursday's Lindenwood. Yeah. And then uh, Lindenwood is uh, stopping off in Springfield to play uh, Missouri State because on they're coming all the way down to Edmond to take on Central Oklahoma on Friday and Saturday. So Lindenwood's got a WCHL weekend basically going on here with Missouri State and Central Oklahoma. Proof probably that Lindenwood wants to join the WCHL, uh, as they hey. should. Um, they should. With the WCHL being the best conference that there is. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that as it may. So they're coming down to take on uh, the Broncos at uh, Arctic Edge on Friday and Saturday. Arkansas will be at home at the Jones Center, taking on their deep, hated, non-conference rival from the SEC, Alabama. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good set of games right there. They're gonna be looking for some redemption because they went down to Alabama see. and just got absolutely whacked. Yeah, I was gonna say Alabama game. took it to them. 
Yeah, I mean, the first game was ugly, like seven nothing, something like that. Yeah, and then the other one nine two or something like that, if I remember the second. Ooh, they were, whatever they were, they were brutal. Yeah, they, yeah, it was rough, rough weekend if I remember right. Rough weekend for the Razorbacks. They're hoping to to return the favor to the to the what, what do they call it? The frozen tide, something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Arizona will be at home at the TCC. Well, they got a lot of home cooking going on here. They're taking on the Skate and Utes of the University of Utah on Friday and Saturday night. Uh, Utah is just coming off a pretty, I don't know what you'd want to call it. I would say a rough weekend. They uh, lost 3-1 to one and 7-1 to one to UNLV this weekend. And so uh, they kind of go in. Uh, you know, whether out of the frying pan into the fire, or maybe they're just staying in the frying pan. Yeah, good just but, be staying uh, in the frying pan, right? Yeah, how do you like to be Utah? I have to go. You get totally just whacked by uh, UNLV, and then oh hey, here's your yeah. here's your prize mm-hmm. next week. We yeah, get to go to prize. Arizona. Yeah, well, just keep it on coming. Yeah, that's right. And put your blindfold <laughs> on and just <laughs> oh wow. And then the uh, uh, speaking of UNLV, Colorado State. They get to put the blindfold on and they get to go to UNLV. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully the Rams will be able to represent and pull off an, an, an upset or two out there in Vegas. Hopefully they'll stay off the strip, stay out of yep. trouble. Yeah. Maybe we can get them tickets to go to see Britney Spears or something, something nice and wholesome like the Osmonds. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I've been drugged to a few shows out there in Vegas in my time. Yeah. We'll probably keep the boys out of trouble. Yeah. We won't mention the shows. <laughs> They were at the uh, they were at the pink elephant and the uh, at the cheetah yeah, club. Yeah, something, yeah, something like that. Yeah, they involved they involved smoking with uh, various body parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't we don't want Colorado State going to those things. We want Colorado State staying home, watching uh, watching video, getting prepared, eating lots of pasta, getting prepared to go yeah. kick butt and take names. Yeah, doing a, doing a lot of studying on the side too, right? Well, of course, of course. The, the the big thing, you know, there, I mean, if, boy, if they could pull off a, a win there, not only will that help them in the rankings, but um, with so many, UNLV, you know, wants to be in the Western Collegiate Hockey League. They don't have a travel yeah. partner, but there are a lot of a lot of WCHL teams that play them. Um, Colorado, Colorado State, Arizona, Arizona State. And so I think it, almost everybody plays them except for the Ozarks and the Oklahomas. So yeah. that would be uh, that would help out the strength of schedule tremendously if CSU goes in there and uh, beats UNLV. That'd be great. Yeah, and and hey, you know they take care of business and play their game, and they very well could, right? They're like yep. I said, they're very workman style, and uh, go in there and take it to those guys. And who knows? There you go. Colorado, Oklahoma, and Arizona State have the weekend off, um, which is probably pretty good. Uh, because in two weeks, the uh, as we said before, the Oklahomas uh, head up to the Ozarks and the Colorados head down to the desert to take on the Arizonas. I think that's where you're going to really find out what kind of team Colorado is made up of. Because we've seen Colorado yeah. get hot before in the fall semester and then, you know, head out on the road and just take it on the chin. And so uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I think we're going to see what the buffs are made of when they head down to the desert. There you go. So, they, uh, yeah. I'm, All right. And then we've got to see what they Go ahead. Well, I was going to say I'm excited to see uh, what Colorado's got in store. I think they're my they're my dark horse for the for the spring semester here. So, well, you know, we've right now we have uh, six of the um, eight teams are in the ACHA top twenty five teams are, are in top twenty five ranking, 
and Arizona's at nine, UCO's 10, Missouri State's 13, Oklahoma's 14, your Colorado Buffaloes are at 19, CSU is at 20, and then just outside the top 25, Arizona State's at 27, Arkansas is 31. Uh, right now, uh, looking at the Nationals uh, picture, remember you have to be 17 or better, Yep. and Colorado is, is, is moving up. They're on the outside looking in, but they have, if they keep on playing well, I think we've got four solid in for the tournament. We might have five if Colorado keeps on playing well. Yep, keep on going, right? Yep, we expect new rankings to come out uh, this Wednesday. And when they come out, I think uh, Arizona will uh, move up from nine to six. I think UCO is going to stay at 10. Missouri State's going to stay at 13. Oklahoma, unfortunately, I think is going to drop a spot. And it's not because of anything they've done. It's just they're tied. And they, they're tied with it. Well, I think they will be tied. And, um they're going to lose out the tiebreaker there. Colorado will move up a spot from 19 to 18, which is good for them. That puts them one spot away from the Nationals uh, slot. So they've they've already done themselves some good uh, with yep. this three three game weekend that we ju- that we just had. CSU is going to drop because of their three losses. They're going to drop from I think 20 to 23. ASU will be at around the 26, 27 spot, and Arkansas will be around the 30, 31 spot. So. I guess we'll see how that turns out. Those rankings will be announced on Wednesday afternoon. Or what will that be? January 23rd? Yep. Ranking oh, yeah. number 12. So that's exciting. What else do you got for us there, Andrew? Anything? Anything exciting? Well, you know, so uh, you said you didn't take any of your uh, recreational or uh, medicinal cards with you. So you, know, you <laughs> had to do something in Colorado while you were there. I did. To, to kill the time. So. It did. Spill the beans. I uh, I ran. You know. You know what the funny thing is? I was listening. The Colorado rink. Let, let's let let's do this really quick. In the WCHL, there are eight rinks. I think the coldest rink out of all eight rinks has to be what rink? Go ahead, tell me. Um, Oceanside. Oceanside, clearly number one. The coldest rink in the ACHA. It and it, even though it's in the desert and it's uh, right there. Off of McClintock, um, right down the road from Portillo's, by the way. Thank you very much. Uh, um, it is the, it is so freezing cold in there. Oh, my God. I have to wear like five or six layers. Anyways, <laughs> the second coldest rink, I believe, in all of the ACHA, or at least all, in all of uh, the WCHL, has to be the rink in Boulder. I was freezing there my toki off. Holy crap. <laughs> Could not believe it. How about that? So between periods... I decided to go thaw out and I'm standing around um, in a hallway outside the C rec center, actually outside the rink and inside the C rec center. And there's, I overhear this gentleman talking to uh, two folks who were there to see a kid playing on CSU, the number 20, Ben, Ben Yacobi. Um, And this gentleman is explaining all about hockey, the WCHL, yep. the ECHA junior hockey, uh, Colorado coach Ballard, you know, he's doing very well. He's, he, and he gave these folks a great explanation, um, because I mean, it started off with, do they play more than two periods? Oh, geez. Yeah. So that's where he started with, he had to deal with that. And he did, he did, this guy did a great job. So anyways, as we walk back in, I passed this fella and I said, Hey, you did a great job talking to those folks. Thank you for, for doing that. And he's like, Oh, well, thank you very much. Who's your son? And I had to explain, you know, I don't have a kid out there playing. I had my little Ram right next to me the whole time. 
And uh, he he introduced himself, and it was uh, turned out he was the father of the Colorado goaltender. Um, Colorado goaltender's Jake Cerullo. This was his father, Bill. There you go. And How about that? When, yep. When he knew, when he when he says, "Oh, you're Chris Perry. Oh, I listen to your webcast all the time. It's pretty good. You should." Do- oh, jeez. <laughs> I know. I know. So all of a sudden, he starts <laughs> buttering my bread, and I love it. You know. Oh yeah. So my head exploded. Couldn't get me out of the rink anymore. I stayed in there and froze. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good thing I'm across town from you right now, so you're not sucking up all the oxygen in the room. <laughs> he was very nice. Very. Uh, he was. It was. It was extremely kind. And uh, he he'd flown in from Philadelphia to see his son play. Uh, I didn't realize this. I had forgotten Colorado had already started classes, just like Oklahoma and Central the, the week before. Yeah, already started like a dummy. I asked him, I said, well, what did you, you know, when I saw him again on Friday, I, I said, Hey, what'd you do? Did you hang out with Jake? And he goes, no, no, he's in class. You know, I went to lunch with him and that was it. I thought, Oh, wow. So how about that? But, uh, anyways, he said he's one of our, uh, uh, 13 or 14 listeners. So it was very kind and, uh, complimentary. He, he didn't have an awful lot to say about the co-host. Um, well, you know, I was just going to say, I send my utmost condolences to him if he sits around and listens to this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was he was nice and he uh it was it was good to sit and, and, and talk with him and uh and then as i'm leaving uh on on saturday night oh no on friday night missouri state just loses four to nothing i see the godfather of missouri state hockey he's up there stan melton longtime general manager the the founder of of um of missouri state hockey there in springfield and a guy who I hope one day will be in the ACHA Hall of Fame. And he he comes up and he shakes my hand and he's always such a, just a, a, a gentleman. And um, very kind, very deliberate in how he talks. Very, very slow, very Southern. Um, and he was kind enough to invite me to this beautiful restaurant um, called Senziti's. Um, he says they only have uh, locations in Kansas City and Denver, and it was ritzy, ritzy, ritzy. And unfortunately, I could not go, but I'll, I'm going to take a rain check on him. Uh, but he he pulls me in very close. He introduced me to the folks that he was with, and it was uh, very nice to see them. And then he said, "Chris, come here." And he grabs my hand and he pulls me in a little closer, and he says, <laughs> "I want you to know, I'm listener number 14." Oh, jeez! And I said, "Oh come no." On. <laughs> Come on. I love it. I was, I was like, oh, no. Oh, I reach. Oh, I thought oh, it was geez. just the Oklahoma, you know, all, all of your friends with the pom-poms there in the Oklahoma team. Yeah. Dr. Ian. Oh, geez. Uh, so that was that was great. I loved it. it I, Stan is, is, like I said, just an absolute class act, and I can't say enough good things about him. It was great to see him. I thought I saw him at one point, and I was going to go talk to him. And then when I started to make my move to go talk to him, he was like a ghost. He had disappeared. He was he wasn't there anymore. And it turns out that during he he you know switched ends when Missouri State switched ends. So uh, uh, he was down at the other end of the rink, and I didn't see him down there. But uh, it was good, great to see Stan. Um, he is without a doubt the the sole. Well, I'm not going to say the sole reason because I don't know how they got started. But as far as I'm concerned, he is the. The beginning, the middle, and the end of why Missouri State hockey exists, and I know for a fact he is probably the sole reason, or uh, let's say ninety-eight percent of why 
Missouri State is in the Western Collegiate Hockey League, and it's because of the hmm. uh, the class and the gravity and the um, the 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 genuine class that uh, Stan Milton has. So, anyways, it was great to see them, and uh, it was even better to kind of get a kick out of uh, finding out that their listeners thirteen and fourteen. So, so he kind of reminds you of the Godfather, uh, Alan Gray, with OU hockey here a little bit, huh? It, well, well, yes and no. Um, yes, <laughs> a, a super L, as I call him, is, <laughs> um, is the uh, you know he's one of the one of the three main reasons why Oklahoma has a team. The other two being, uh, well, I guess the other the other three because you've got to give uh, Kelly Kelly Rose and uh, yep. Craig McAllister and Larry Donovan some credit. But um, <laughs> Alan uh, Stan is very kind and always <laughs> very kind and always very um, um, calm. And rarely have I ever seen him, if ever, have I ever seen him uh, raise his voice beyond just yeah. a gentle Southern drawl. Whereas uh, Super Al is super in uh, many, many ways. And one of them is volume. Um, <laughs> that's right. So uh, that's right. I mean, they both have deep, uh, deep. I, I have an affinity for both for both guys. Uh, deep go. affinity for for both guys, uh, but for very different reasons. So, uh, but yeah, it was great to see Stan. Yeah. It was great to meet Mister Cerullo. And uh, so we'll did probably, you? Like I said, we'll you ask these guys the when they started listening? Yeah. So did you ask these guys when they started listening? <laughs> I was hoping they were gonna. It was. It was gonna be some other podcast there. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just. It's just a question, you know. It'd be interesting to see time frame of when they started tuning in, tuning into this podcast. I'm sure it was when you became the co-host. I'm sure it was too. That's yeah. I was kind of going with this. That's kind of. <laughs> it's all because of you. Mm-hmm. It's all because That's of you. What I was thinking. So so, anyways, I'm I'm. You, you'll love this. I know you'll you'll get a kick out of this one. We're driving. I stayed uh, in Fort Collins, like I said, brought a ram back to school, and we're driving back to Fort Collins from Boulder on Friday night. And we are in Fort Collins. We are at the corner of Harmony and College, which, if anybody is familiar with uh, Fort Collins, College is the main drag that goes up and down right through the university, right by uh, CSU. And Harmony is one of the main east-west roads. Um, it's kind of, it's where there's a lot of hotels, and, you know, big box places and stuff like that. Anyways, it's midnight. It's freezing, freezing cold outside. I mean, it is just all utterly, bitterly cold. Yeah. And I lean over to my little Ram and I said, you know what? I'm excited because we're going to, we're, I can see the hotel. It's like right on the other side of the intersection. We're almost yeah. there. Our room is 75 degrees. and I'm going to crawl up under the blankets in about five minutes. I'll be warm <laughs> finally. And I look to my left and the car takes off next to me, takes off. And so I just take off. Little did I know that the car on the left was in the turn lane and I was not. <laughs> and so I had run a red light at one of the biggest intersections in Fort Collins. It's all fun and games till you break the law. There you go. And then my little Ram, she screams out, daddy. <laughs> I'm halfway in the intersection. I'm like, oh crap. You know, I just, I see what I do. I look up and there's a red light, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the intersection. You're committed. Yeah. You got to go. Yeah. You're committed. And sure enough. Yeah. I'm committed. And sure enough, who's turning left 
coming right at me the other way. It has to stop not to hit me. <laughs> yes, a Fort Collins police officer. I would... promptly pulls me over and, uh, you know, has to make sure I'm not intoxicated, whether it's through drinking or otherwise. Yeah. But, uh, oh, I was, uh, that, that, was, <laughs> that was a fun way to end Friday night. Uh, to get a visit from, I, you know what, the, the guy, he, he was nice, he was courteous, he didn't give me a warning, he didn't give me a ticket, he just, oh, could not believe it. He gave me his card in case I had any questions about why he pulled me over. I said, dude, I know exactly why you pulled me over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, I know exactly what happened, I don't need your card. <laughs> and, 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 he, and he said, hey, I, I knew it was something like that, you were distracted, because you didn't just blow the red light. You know? Yeah, you're sitting there, and then you took off. Yeah, yeah so, oh, how, I mean, I think I have yelled at my wife many a times riding with her. We'll be sitting at a red light like that, and the left turn light will turn green, and she just takes off to go straight. And yeah, yeah, so yeah, I've I've heard that before. <laughs> you know, I've, I've I've done that once before in my life, and it was when I was in college. And you'll you'll get a kick out of this, and anybody that's familiar with Oklahoma football will get get a kick out of this. I was at the corner of Lindsay and Jenkins. I was driving south, coming the other way, uh, stopped at the red light, was Oklahoma uh, quarterback, national championship quarterback, Jamel Holloway. And he was driving his beat the hell El Camino. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm looking across the way. I can see Jamel there because he had, he was famous for you know, driving this beater of an El Camino all the way from Los Angeles out here. Yeah. And I was listening. I can I can remember the name. I can remember it was a Huey Lewis song. If this is it, was playing on the radio. And I'm just sitting there bebopping along. And there's Jamel, and the light turns, and I go straight. And Jamel just sits there, and he's looking at me as I'm driving right past. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I, I hear, I'm starstruck looking at him, and he's looking at me. And yeah. it turns out I went straight on a red light through because <laughs> what, what had turned the light had turned was the green left turn right and sure enough there was an OUPD person right there behind me and pulled me over <laughs> yeah because so, those guys have absolutely nothing else to do so yeah I, oh, that doesn't surprise me oh boy what an idiot i am so anyways that was yeah. fun uh but we had some great it. eating on the road that was fun up there in colorado colorado even though i couldn't go out to dinner with uh stan melton and his missouri state team for the at the italian place um, I found this wonderful place on College Avenue in downtown Fort Collins called Taste of Philly. Ooh, boy. Mm. Philly cheesesteak sandwiches, like authentic. Huh. It was the real yeah. deal right there in Fort Collins, Colorado. Huh. Great, great, great. Oh, I'll be darned. Oh, darn. You know, we tried out some place called Crazy Carl's. It, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it, it gets a lot of hype, but it wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, I did not go yeah, back to my local, uh, my local, my 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 fallback uh, up there in the fort, which is uh, Big Al's Hamburgers. They have something Ooh. called the uh, sixty forty, which is sixty percent bacon and forty percent hamburger. Um, oh. which is oh, it's 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 the it's oh. the artery clogger, but oh. and it is awesome. But uh, oh. good eating on the road. Good company. Got to uh, see Coach Ballard. In, uh, I'm sure that was a delight. Much with him during uh, during an off day, so that was nice. And uh, yeah, good mm. times. And you know the the wild thing, um, I'm pulling into the rink on Thursday, 
and I see these guys walking out of the rink and they're carrying this this bag that has a it's a big purple hockey bag and it's got a W on the side of it. And I'm like, what the heck is that? Huh. You know, and I'm trying to think, is that, is it high school hockey? Is it just you know, what what's that W? And it turns out that while we were having our WCHL weekend going on up there, the ACHA men's division two Colorado conference, it's called the Big Mountain Hockey Conference. They were yeah, having the Big Mountain Classic. Huh. 14 teams playing four games in four days. Oh, geez. I know. In uh, five different locations. And so the huh. big W I saw was the University of Washington. Really? And they had just got their butt handed to them by Colorado. <laughs> Apparently, they, <laughs> they forgot to bring their goaltender with them from wherever Washington is in Seattle. or Oh, geez. I don't know where Washington is other than Seattle. So, uh, but yeah, Northern Colorado hosted, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to think of the teams that are up there. There are 14. It was uh, Utah State. Let's see if I can do it off the top of my head. It was Denver, Colorado, Colorado State, Metro State, and Northern Colorado are the five BMHC teams that they had up there. And they had Washington, Grand Canyon, Northern Arizona, Weber State, Utah State, Williston, and Botano. So that's 12. So I'm missing two more. Who who else was there? Did I say Northern Arizona? Yeah. Oh, well. That Doesn't yeah, matter. Said they were not. They, uh, that's pretty cool. Can you imagine 14, think, uh, four, four, the, the, the 14 teams playing four games in four days? Oh, that's a lot of games. That's a lot of hockey. Three games in three that's days is enough, but four games in four yeah, days, and it's not called cool. national. Yeah, that's tough. That's just not necessary, in my opinion. Yeah, that's that's tough. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't Northern Colorado come down here to the Oklahomas? Northern Colorado will. Yeah, beginning part of February. Sometime a little bit later. Yep, they're going to come down in February and play. Uh, yep, play UCO and then one against OU. Yeah, that should be kind of interesting. Yep. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Um, I really don't know what they should, what they what to expect out of that, but uh, whatever. Yep, should be interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to. Trying to look on here. I thought for sure I had a uh, copy of their, of the. Uh, yeah. So I think they, I think they play UCO February 8th and 9th, and then they come to our place and play OU on February 10th on oh, a Sunday. Yeah. Very nice. And they, and then they head on out of town after that. The, uh, the nice thing is they have uh, their coach is uh, Ken Fickus, who's a longtime coach at the university of Colorado. And he's assisted by a former Oklahoma Sooner, Ryan Kenny. Uh, Ryan Kenny was there somewhere, right? Yep, Ryan Kenny from uh, Ryan Kenny, all the way from uh, uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Now he lives up in the uh, in the Fort Collins Greeley area. So, uh, yeah, it's good to have a nice little Oklahoma connection. He's uh, uh, yeah, well, Ken is well, uh, Ken Fickus is a. Longtime friend of Co UCO coach Craig McAllister, and you know, so he's got the two games with uh, UCO, and then he's got uh, Ryan called up and said, "Hey, can we get a third with Oklahoma?" Yeah, might as well, right? Hey, while you're down here, get some bang for your buck. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I looked at right? the other two teams in that Big Mountain Hockey thing were Boise State and Long Beach State. Man, that's a long way to go for hockey. That's oh, crap. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Driving all the way from Long Beach all the way to Colorado, that's a long trip. Oof. I hope they flew. I hope they didn't drive. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a long ways away from home. That's for sure. That's you know that's the other thing, Andrew. Airport is great people watching. Oh, there's no doubt. Oh boy, 
There is no doubt. Central Michigan gymnastics team was at the gate across the way from me. I got to see the University of Nebraska track and field team come walking through and you know, they, they come in all shapes and sizes for track and field. You get some big yeah, they do. boys yeah. and some small little sprinters. And, uh, but boy, there was in, 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 in Denver this past weekend was the Western stock show. I think it was. Oh, geez. So everybody with that a cowboy sense. hat and a pair of boots in America was converged upon Denver. Oh, and yep. Yep. So the smell oh. of uh, the stockyards permeated all of the uh, front range. Uh, no matter if you were in uh, Fort Collins, Boulder, or anywhere in between, oh, it was just uh, the smell that. of uh, the smell. They call it the smell of money, but it was the. Uh, <laughs> That's right. But I was oh. always told. That's what I was always told. Mm. The, uh, yeah, people watching in the airports, though, that's it doesn't get much better. That's for sure. Because <laughs> there's, there's literally everybody from every walk of life in one place. There you go. Kind of wild. Kind of wild. Yep. So. Yep. I did not run into any yeah, other listeners at the airport, so there you go. I only found listeners at the rink. So well, you know, the other people don't know what they're missing out on. We're really. up to fourteen I mean, though. I can't believe it. We started 14. the with eleven, now we're up to fourteen. Fourteen. Oh. Whoever claims the fifteenth uh, listener spot, Perry will buy you lunch. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there you go. Just let me know. Lunch is yeah. on me. All right, Andrew. Any other pearls of wisdom from the laundry room today? I, I have got no more pearls left in me. <laughs> <laughs> sounds terrible <laughs> all right you're not going to make any predictions uh missouri state with lindawood central oklahoma lindawood arkansas alabama arizona uh, utah you know i i figured i was going to touch on that ucl lindenwood thing but then i figured i'd get called a homer so i left it alone but Ooh. you know i uh I, I fully expect lindenwood to come in and uh just dominate like what they have pretty much all season really so they're going to take two from uco you're saying I think they will. I think they will. Nothing against the UCO boys. But yeah, I just think uh, Lindenwood's a machine this year. I think they're going to come in and and know they're up against it with a tough opponent and take care of business. We'll see. We'll see. I, I kind of think UCO is going to give them their first loss of the year. Uh, All right. What about Arkansas-Alabama? Arkansas-Alabama. I think we're going split one and one. Arizona-Utah. Um, I'm going all Arizona on that one. Missouri State hosting Lindenwood on Thursday. I think that is another loss for Missouri State, and then I and then obviously, like we said, that's going to be a stat weekend Friday and Saturday for uh, Missouri State. After that, and then CSU in Vegas, hopefully going to watch the Wiggles oof. or the Care Bears or something, and not yeah, oof, you know, in a little home cooking on UNLV's part there when they get those teams in there, yeah. So tough, tough sledding. I'm gonna call uh, UNLV taking both of them. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, what you know? What, what do they get? The 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 pink rhino, the spearmint rhino, something like that down there. <laughs> yeah, oh my it's been a while since I've been out there. Yeah, I've never been, yeah. so yeah. wouldn't know. Yeah. Just been told yeah. tales. It's been a while since I've been, but I got I got in quite a bit of trouble last time I was there. <laughs> So, so, so allegedly, right? Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. I never fessed up anything, but there you go. There you go. All right, Andrew. Hey, I appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to episode 314 here of the WCHL podcast. I think we're going to, like I said, we're going to try to sneak some people on here. We even had a special, you know what? We might've found uh, uh, listener number 15. Really? An NCAA coach contacted us and said, Hey, Ooh. when the heck am I going to get on here? 
So really? uh, oh. yeah, we're moving on up. Well, I, we might, we might. I know. I might have to buy him dinner now. Damn it! I know. I know who that guy is, and and he he can buy us dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. He, he big time, big time NCAA coach and all that he, now. Yeah, he needs to sock away money for those for that for that vest that he wears. Those those three. People yeah, yeah. Suits. So he can buy. He save his money so he can buy another vest, right? Yeah, those things aren't <laughs> cheap. That guy's, yeah. yeah. He might be episode number 50. He might be listener 15. We'll see. There you go. All right, Hot Dog. Let's get the heck out of here. Everyone, uh, thanks for listening. Tell all your friends and family about the uh, WCHL podcast. You can find it on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. Follow the WCHL at westernchl.com or on Twitter at westernchl. I put lots of stuff on there. Do not follow us on Facebook because it's just dead. Since they don't let us do it anymore, I just I don't bother with Facebook. And then, uh, but the WCHL Pod, it's on it's on Twitter. Um, check it out at WCHL Pod. And if you have any questions, any comments, any rumors, any uh, scuttlebutt, you want to send any suggestions for Andrew, send them along to either one of those places. Contact us and let us know, and we'd love to hear from you. We're always open for advice, right? Well, boy, isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? We we need it. Lord knows we need it. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're pretty much going at this blindly right now. (laughs) I've been doing it for three years blindly. (laughs) Why start now? Why why change up? Why? Yeah. What's any different? All right, big man, we're going to get out of here. Thanks for taking the time to listen. And I hope everybody has a great weekend and uh, we'll come back and talk to you about the results from this uh, non-conference weekend. And then we'll probably focus on nationals because it's coming up here pretty soon. Got some exciting things coming up for nationals and, um, yeah, Frisco is going to be the place to be here. Boy, it's only yeah, two months away from today. Jeez, it starts March yep. 21st. Wow, hard to believe. Yeah, two months today. Let's get out of here. Just say the magic there. words. Everybody have a good week. Have a safe week. And we'll catch you on the flip side.